0: Hi, everyone. This video is going to be all about Psalm 91. So if you've not read Psalm 91 yet, you can go ahead and pause and, uh, and then come back after you've read it. I'll never forget <clears throat> sitting in the Starbucks on Cumberland Avenue as a senior in college, having one of these moments where I was battling assurance and crying out to the Lord and asking Him to give me a word about my position before Him. And I'll never forget those last words of Psalm 91 and the comfort they brought me that I might belong to Him, that He might know me, answer me, be with me. Uh, So I love this psalm. The the one question I want to ask of this psalm, though, if you just read it, is how are we supposed to think about it when it when it seems like we're not experiencing it? What about when evil does befall us? What about when plagues do come near? I mean, COVID, remember? Well, if you notice, the psalm has conditions. So th- these promises, they're not just for everyone. They are for, verse 1, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High. So there, there are conditions for this psalm. There, for verse 9, the one who's made the Lord his dwelling place. Here's the problem. So often we, in our sin, we, we don't look just to the Lord for shelter or for dwelling. We often look to and trust in other things. The point is, in ourselves, we don't actually meet the stipulations of Psalm 91 in order to receive these promises. But one person has. Jesus perfectly abided in the shadow of the Almighty. He perfectly dwelt in the shelter of the of his God. He perfectly trusted the Lord. He perfectly held fast to his father in love. That's why in Matthew 4, Satan actually quotes this song because he knows it's about Jesus. He quotes it to the one it's about in the wilderness to tempt him. And he said in verse 6, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it's written, and he quotes Psalm 91, he will command his angels concerning you and on their hands, they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. One side note, I had a seminary professor say once in biblical hermeneutics, if Satan ever interprets a verse to be a certain way, you probably don't want to go with his interpretation. I think that's, that's probably wise. But notice also, Satan stops at a very important place. He does not get all the way to verse 13, which talks about him being trampled underfoot by the one this psalm is about. Here's the point. This is why I love Psalm 91. Jesus met the stipulations of this psalm. He perfectly met the criteria. He perfectly fulfilled the requirements of this psalm, but He did not receive the benefits. He he was not delivered from the snare or from death. He was delivered up to death. Though He made the Lord His refuge, evil was not kept from Him. And yet... For us who believe in him who have faith in him we actually receive the benefits of Psalm 91 without meeting the stipulations. See because of our union with the one this psalm is about even in the difficult things. See we're not it's not that we're spared from the difficult things in life. It's not that we're spared Uh, from evil befalling us or from difficult things coming near. We are not spared from that. This is a fallen world filled with trouble. But because of our union with the one, this psalm is about even in those difficult things, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. Those difficult things, instead of separating us or pushing us out from the shelter of the most high, they actually bring us in, deepen our love for Christ, in our awareness of the refuge that our God actually is. So, Christian, you who seek to dwell in the shelter of the Most High, not perfectly, but truly through faith in your Savior, you need not fear the terror of the night, or the arrow, or the pestilence, or the sickness, or the mockery, or the rejection, or whatever it is coming your way. You ultimately, because of your Savior, will be delivered. You'll find answers to your prayer. He knows your name. When you call to Him, He will answer you. He will be with you in trouble and rescue you and give you life everlasting. It's an amazing promise. It reminds us of the end of Romans 8. For I'm sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Take courage in that this week.